0: Welcome back, welcome in. This is episode 96, and on tonight's episode, we have the Beer of the Week, which uh, I brought this week, and we get into what exactly that is. Uh, we welcome on Rufus Jones of Jewel Big Green. Uh, he's in a band who played at Bright Winter this past weekend, and we get uh, into uh, Rufus's story. We're talking about uh, his band, uh, Jewel Big Green, that he's a part of, uh, as well as his experiences at Bright And then uh, we ask him our normal uh, guest questions and uh, talk about some Cleveland sports. Uh, After that, with him, we well with him we talk about our poll of the week and uh, we get into a nice uh, little discussion about uh, uh, who we'd rather have won the 2016 Cleveland championship. After we get done chatting with Rufus, uh, we get into our top five uh, top five favorite winter foods uh, and drinks. Um, We then get into our review section. Jordan talks about a few things. Uh, As always, it seems like uh, things are closing, but other things are opening up in the Cleveland food scene. So Jordan uh, profiles that. A uh, popular Cleveland coffee shop is moving into Lakewood. And uh, after that, Jordan and I review uh, Rowley Inn, a dive bar in Tremont that we tried uh, just before the episode. So uh, there's that. Jordan gets into a quick preview. We'll get into more. Um, in the coming weeks, about St. Patrick's Day, and that pretty much does it. So, we're going to start it off here with the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland Podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast.
1: You brought the beer today. Yes, Jordan. What's the beer we got today? Well,
0: interesting. You should ask uh, because you know we don't do a beer of the week every week. But (laughs) poor attempt at humor. Uh, So I I was actually at uh, the same beverage store I'm always at, Warren Beverage. I'm Warren Road in Cleveland. Shout out right by my place. And uh, I was staring at their coolers for like ten minutes. I couldn't figure out what to get. One reason's because I feel like we've tried a lot of stuff. And uh another reason was I didn't know what I had a taste for. So I've been like big into hazy IPAs, IPAs lately. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have any hazy IPAs there. They had they had uh Haze Jude, which we had. Yeah, we've already done that. Um and they had a bunch of like double IPAs and Imperial IPAs, and I'm like I'm not sure if I really feel like getting punched in the face tonight. <laughs> it's
1: just a nice, a nice 10%. Yeah, so,
0: so what I got, what caught my eye, and we haven't done, I think we've done one other beer of theirs, um, and it caught my eye. I've never seen a can before. Was uh, Loggerheads Brewery from Medina, Ohio, and this is their allegedly IPA. Uh, it is made with Centennial... Summit and Amarillo hops, Ooh. and you said that you would consider this a session IPA?
1: Well, I, I don't know if that term even exists anymore, but back about five years ago, I remember that was a big deal. Basically, they were making IPAs way less alcoholic, so they don't have to be super alcoholic to be an IPA. It's not that. That's not what I mean, but they were making It was a trend to make a whole bunch of um, beers in general less alcoholic for a while and one of the big things is session ipas so uh, all day ipa by founders for instance is a session so the idea is you can drink a lot more of them without being like hammered (laughs) so this one's 5.5 percent uh like i said medina ohio brewed in
0: medina loggerheads uh check them out they have a smokehouse there as well we're going to have to go down there and check them out.
1: <coughs> I don't know uh, what I'm more excited to try, the beer or the Smokehouse? I know. I mean, wow. I love both. That's like two of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so what do you guys think? I mean, you got it, Dan. Let's get let's hear your thoughts Yeah, it's first. pretty good.
0: I mean, like I said, I, I'm big into IPAs now. Uh, right.
1: This is definitely a more traditional flavored IPA. Like yeah. It's got a, a good little bite to it's it. It's piney. You know what I mean? Piney. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. A nice piney, citrusy. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would say this is a... Uh,
1: yeah, they say, in fact, I'm reading the the Facebook post right now. They say it has notes of citrus, pine, and resin.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got hops resin. plants uh, right on the the label. Yeah, so look at that. It definitely is hoppy. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think?
2: Hoppy, citrusy, yeah, it sounds good. What <laughs> notes do you <laughs> catch? Yeah. Um, Persinamon? That sounds spot on, man. <laughs> Persinamon. <Spot. laughs> I don't even know if that's a real
0: word. I've heard it before. I'll give you the
2: design perspective, considering I've, you know, just engulfed myself in the design yeah. world. Uh, marketing
0: marketing whiz. That's or right. Word.
2: Marketing genius. That's marketing. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right, Daniel. I don't know what that is. That's, that's right, is. Jordan. Stop it. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, I, I like the design. Bunch of leaves on it. Nice green can. So it caught your eye, you said, Dan? Yep. Tell you what, the typography on this is Exquisite. Uh, the tracking, the letting, beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? I can't tell if he's serious
1: or not. I, I can't <laughs> tell either, actually. The way he's talking,
0: I don't know.
2: With that pencil in his hat, I, I don't
0: it's
1: know. Good. It's, do it's I, been a long day. Do I also taste um, notes of cedar? Like, imagine if you could taste Possibly. If you could taste cedar.
0: This does kind of taste like if you were to take a bite out of a tree. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Tree beer. Not. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't invent that. You liberal.
0: Not that uh, this is—that's necessarily a bad thing. No,
1: no, I'm not saying it's bad at all. I just—I get like a, a note of yeah. cedar, like a pine salt? I like it. <laughs> uh, well, we already, said it's, we already so said it's I, piney. So when
0: I—I mean, you remember when we first started this? I used to say that every IPA to me tastes like pine, pine salt. salt. Why did you hate it so much? Huh?
2: Well, like what? So what beer? I don't did know. You, I, I know we've talked about this. What beer did you have that you were like, "That's it. I'm an IPA guy now."
0: Wow, that's actually a really good question. I don't we know, might like, have. To what think was
1: the about that one.
0: Uh, I think the first IPA that I that I drank that I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good, and then I drank it a few more times, and I'm like, wow, I really like this. Is Hop Juju from Fatheads? Yeah, and no, so,
1: I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a I, great one. I
0: actually almost got that tonight, but they only sell them in four packs, and I wasn't spending the money on two four packs for yeah, the no, purpose of that, this yeah. podcast because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like twenty five bucks. That is <laughs> so much money, and I'm cheap, so <clears throat> we went with the uh, quick six pack of Loggerheads. Allegedly IPA. So yeah, that's the beer of the week. Check them out, Loggerheads. Dot uh, US is their website.
2: Not saying we we think your beer is cheap. We're just saying it's affordable and delicious. Oh yeah, no, well, I, well I mean yeah. I
0: mean I, Fathead Fatheads is fantastic. <laughs> you know fantastic shout out well to that's because well.
1: Juju's a double isn't it but hop juju or something it's yeah it's, it's and, one of those like more expensive and it's very
0: like seasonal like they don't they don't brew it like very often so they're right. they're able to get away with that like, they didn't price used point. to even like can it at all. Right. they right, used right. to be
1: you have to have to you had to go to which heads.
0: they're not bottling anything anymore they're canning like yeah. headhunter yep. is not yeah, no longer bottles but oh, anyway. it's an
1: imperial hop Juju's an imperial okay.
0: but anyway uh Fatheads is not the beer of the week this week. It's Loggerheads. So, loggerheads.us. Check them out on their website. Or, if you want to head down there and check out the smokehouse and the brewery like uh, we want to do soon, it's at 325 West Smith Road, Medina, Ohio. So, check it out.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dan. Solid choice.
0: Sure thing, Jordan. <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing, Dan. All right, so that is the beer of the week. And, uh,. Now we are going to get into our special uh, guest interview this week. Alright, and now we welcome on our very special guest, uh, Clevelander, but down in Kentucky right now in bourbon country, uh, Rufus Jones. Welcome to LOTL. How you doing, sir?
3: I'm wonderful guys. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wanted to have you on for uh, for a while now. Um, we uh, wanted to talk quickly first with you. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Jordan here, but uh, we wanted to just talk a little bit about you. Um, obviously, your band, and we wanted to talk a little bit about Bright Winter uh, with you because I was there on Saturday. I didn't get to see you guys play, unfortunately. I wasn't able to get there till after. Uh, but we wanted to talk uh, a little bit about that. So. Um, Jordan, if you want to take it away.
1: Sounds good. All right. Uh, so let's just start off with a very simple introduction. If you want to give yourself about a minute or two, uh, to introduce yourself the way you'd like to be introduced. I mean, we know that you play in the band big, or I'm sorry, jewel, big green, but, um, let's, uh, let's, let's, I want, I'm just, I want to hear you say, introduce yourself how you'd like to be introduced. Let's go with that first.
3: Well, um, I'm I'm originally from well born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, way back in the late '70s. So I'm really old. Oh wait! Um, I remember when the Browns were Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the Browns were good. Um, <laughs> oh. I watched them live. Uh, oh Marcy. Um, <laughs> but no, I was born and raised down in Columbus. Uh, was there until uh, I went to college in Berea um, uh, in Baldwin Wallace, uh, this little tiny, um, Methodist college, Nice. it's about 12 miles South of Cleveland. Cause I'd always loved the Cleveland area. Cause my aunt's from Cleveland and we used to visit all the time. I just kind of fell in love with that area. So it was great to go to school there. Uh, once I was done with school there, um, I was back home for just a little bit until I moved up. I got a job at this place called, well, national city, now it's PNC. And uh, have, it was up there ever since. Met my wife, married to her, twelve year or twelve years going on thirteen. Got four kids. My oldest son is twelve. He just turned twelve today, actually. Um, basketball
0: and, player too. I see. Right.
3: Yes, his favorite player is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nice. Is massive Greek freak fan. Which uh, the thing is, he's he kind of was he found a guy that's uh close to him uh, akin to him tall and really skinny yeah yeah. Um, that's my son <laughs> he's, he's about five six and he's 12 wow. Um, wow. um and so he just he kind of gravitated towards Giannis um a lot now he's got a jersey he's got his zoom freak shoes he uh the game that was on TNT, the raps in a uh, Bucks game. He was like, Danny, I want to watch it. He watched it in his jersey <laughs> and whatnot. So he's a huge Bucks fan. He yeah. likes LeBron a lot, but he's more of a Bucks fan.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy here played high school ball. A Strongsville legend. Uh, I wouldn't say that.
2: <laughs> Probably. Uh, listen, listen. Um, so my senior year, we went 12 and 10, and that was the best record Strongsville <laughs> seen
0: in about like eight or nine years. Yeah, which is crazy yeah. to think. Basketball is not our sport at Strongsville High. No, 12 and 10. It's okay. It's, yeah. it's a historic season though, right? So. Yeah. Right. You did all right. <laughs> 12 and 10, kind of like the Cavs, right?
1: You're a part of history. <laughs> Very comparable. Yeah. <laughs> Um all right so going back to what we were talking about so you uh you're in the band Jewel Big Greena uh, do you play guitar correct do I did I get that right
3: Yep I play guitar with them one of uh well Jewel plays guitar too and then this other guy George Jaworski plays guitar also which a little quick little quick thing on that Um I'm, i was part of this young adults uh, uh ministry called 707 oh, yeah. up, in, up in Cleveland um Crazy thing. So Joey's dad uh, played bass in that for the longest time. I remember. Um, so I first met Joey when he was six. So it is kind of
0: weird and kind of bizarre to be playing in a band with his son all these yeah. years later. But it's like
3: Joey's, Joey's talented though. It's like so. you're
0: it's like you're playing in a band with like your nephew.
3: It really is. It's yeah, really it's wild. It's really crazy, but it's fun. I mean he's a he's a super talented dude, so yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: Cool. Well I got some more personal questions for you later. You know, like I said, more fun Cleveland related questions. So I wanna jump right into discussing the band. So first can you describe your genre? Uh, it seems kind of fluid from what I was listening to, so maybe I don't know. Do you have an? You probably get asked this a lot, and I apologize for <laughs> probably asking a very repetitive question. But I want to hear in your words, like how you would describe it.
3: Well, honestly, we kind of throw ourselves in the genre of pop, which for sure. the longest time that was kind of a derogatory term if you're a musician. But um, we kind of throw ourselves in that because we cover a lot of we just cover a lot of avenues. Um, I would say more of it is hip-hop focused, but all of us like playing live instruments. So sure. we were just like, well, um, we not a lot of people do the live instrumentation with hip-hop. So we it, it, it was mostly hip-hop focused. The first EP is mostly hip-hop focused, but um, then Jewel started kind of... Writing more songs that he just sings in, exclusively does vocals, and he's a really good vocalist. So Mm -hmm. it's something he should showcase more. So we kind of throw ourselves in the pop genre because it doesn't, that kind of lets us, um, it doesn't gate us into any particular genre. So I would say, uh, pop, so a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of alternative rock, um, some jazz fusion, stuff like that. It's it's kind of all mixed together. So we just say, hey, we're pop. So
1: yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's easy to categorize. Yeah, certainly. Uh, how did you guys all meet? I think you started talking about it a little bit, but like, how did when did it, when did y'all form? Let's start that, and then how did it all come together?
3: So we formed uh, <laughs> roughly six years ago. Um, six, yeah, six years ago, about six and a half years ago. Um, I had known Jewel for a while Because I played in a band With his brother, older brother Jared Who also plays bass in the band um, And I would known him for a while but um, I never got to, like, play any sort of music with him. Jewel was in this group called Illy Mob. <laughs> you can find a cassette tape of
1: Illy Mob. Oh, it a cassette. A, cassette. a cassette tape.
3: Wow. Yes, it might be worth $1,000 on eBay somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but he, he started in that, and I had seen him, you know, do his, his thing with hip-hop a, a few times. So then um, at uh, Village Chapel, uh, which is a church that I, I helped out with a little bit, so Jared, one day Jewel came over, there was a block party that we were having, and we were just doing live music, and Jewel came, and he's like, hey, y'all, um, so I got a few songs, and let's, let's just kind of jam around with it, and we we're like, yeah, sure, let's do that, and it was a lot of fun, and we were just like, whoa, there's something kind of cool happening here, and we'd already known each other for a while, so the chemistry was there, and um ever since then it, it was just kind of one thing after another it was like hey let's jam a little bit more hey let's jam a little bit more and jewel was just like Ooh, let's keep writing songs and then it just kind of blew up from there honestly
1: awesome that's 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 good to hear the old like um, really organic yeah yeah exactly very it, i feel like it a, was
3: very very yeah. organic nothing was forced about it which is what makes it really pretty which makes it really cool um, and like I said, all of us had known each other for quite some time before we even started playing together as a band. So I think that helps a lot, too, with the <laughs>
1: chemistry. Yeah, I was going to say that probably helps with chemistry, no doubt. Uh, how many people are in the band? And if you don't mind uh, introducing them and saying like what they play, and is or there room for one definitely. more person? Is there room for one? Well, you never know
3: i've audition, had a lot Jimmy? of people on stage before for the heck of it um <laughs> no so um so you've got me i do i do a lot, a lot of background vocals i play guitar um joey jorsky he does background vocals he also plays guitar um and then you've got jared who plays bass but jared also owns his um his own business oh. uh he's a video game designer And so, if he can't make the gig, we have, like, one or two other guys that play bass that are really excellent, but um, on the recordings, that's all Jared. Um, So Jared does bass, and then Grayson Latimore, he plays drums. Um, He is the most energetic, powerful drummer you'll ever meet. We call him Hawk Smash. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, Vondra, she sings background vocals um, on a lot of stuff, but she also sings lead on some stuff we... Jewel wrote some songs that were like, it sounds really cool if a female can sing on this. And we met Vondra, and Vondra is just exquisite. Um, oh, nice. She's just incredible. Um, and then, obviously, Jewel, he does the singing, rapping, plays guitars, plays keys. He's just a multifaceted guy. So um, that's that's the, that's the group, and it's been that way for for quite some time.
0: So so how does it, like, like for you, how does it work? Because now you live, uh, you live in Kentucky, and I'm assuming... Everybody else is pretty much local.
3: Yeah, everybody's local. Um, for the longest time, I, I, I was up there and playing, and I had I had a, a full time or a full time job up there. But then I, I kind of lost that through some crazy circumstances. I didn't, you know, act a fool, but it was just some crazy circumstances <laughs> that happened. Um, however, a tremendous opportunity came uh, job wise down here for me that I couldn't really pass up Yeah. but because of everything that we've been doing with the band um, by that time you we'd know, already released an EP we've been playing out a lot I said hey guys for big shows you know I'll come up I know it's a six hour drive but I'll come up and with us having family anyway you know it's a good reason to you know it doesn't hurt to visit uh, make visits happen sure so for big shows like right Winterfest or when we play the Rock Hall or things like that you know I'll come up and visit my my job that I have now I'm pretty blessed with it they're pretty flexible with me they give me you know they give me uh, ample chances as long as i give them notice they give me ample chances to get up there if it's during the week so um yeah i still commute and i still do uh play the recordings and and, and on the album so we make it work because honestly it's a lot of fun it's really special and we've i've made quite the investment in and we've all made an investment in it and I, I don't i just didn't want to give that up
1: yeah for sure um I want to know too something I love asking other you know asking musicians or who are some of your favorite artists and musicians like who are some people that maybe inspired you or that you like if you had to pick some artists that that if you had like five artists perhaps you don't have to list all five but let's say you just had a handful of artists you had to choose to listen to for the rest of your life like who would they be
3: Well for me um Actually, I went to college as a violin major. I started on violin. Oh, okay. When I was four and a half, my parents just kind of got me, and they thought, like, oh, we'll get him in something that, you know, because, we, you know, every, every parent puts their kid in something artsy. Right. Um, little did we know that it would stick to this day, and that was my major in college, and I looked, picked up some other instruments on the way. Um, but so I say that because I would say one of my bigger influences is Bach, um, I just, oh, I okay. love, I love his choral masses. I just love like how powerful they are. Um, I just love how, you know, how much passion that comes out of that. So Bach is one, um, Beethoven's another, and then, um, other artists, U2 is a huge influence of mine. Um, anything Motown would probably be number four. Um, okay, and then number five, and it's kind of out left field. But um, the band Muse is yes. a oh. massive influence of sure. mine. Like yeah. I've, I've loved Muse since the beginning, um, and so I would say, if you want to kind of throw in how I, you know, approach things as musical artists, those five, those five folks would be like. The biggest
1: influence I have. So it's n- it's not a wonder that you guys are all over the place with your sound with uh influences yep. like that. So that's No <laughs>
0: no 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 gin blossoms, no goo goo dolls, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> Dude, I was a... Ni- I mean, I I mean
3: I loved the nineties. <laughs> I was oh, all about yeah. new, new miserable experience, gin blossoms oh, album yeah.
0: uh, and the uh, goo goo dolls that...
1: I forgot Google's a girl, whatever it was called. Oh, it was a boy named a, boy, a, a boy named Goo. Yes,
0: thank you, boy named Goo.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, with Iris and Black Balloon. And oh gosh, Slide. They're oh, coming yeah. to Cleveland. The They're coming to
0: Cleveland this summer.
3: What? Get yeah. out
0: yeah, yeah. I'm taking my. I think I'm going to take my dad. I might have to. Might yeah. have to find some time hey, to do that. One of the, you, you guys should book a show the day after and yeah, make make a reason <laughs> to uh, make one of those six-hour drives up here. I'm okay with that. Yeah, hey, right? I'd like to Book show with Goo dolls. That's nice. Uh, of that'd, be <laughs> that'd be
1: amazing. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. Let, I want to jump into Bright because that's a little relevant. It just happened, obviously, and we usually yeah. make a big deal about Bright on the podcast. So it's one of our um, favorite yeah. favorite events that happens. In I Cleveland love it. It's so all much year. fun. Um, so what do you think of Bright as an artist? How is it performing in the cold? I've, I'm, I'm from I'm from I'm from Texas, so I still am struggling to adapt to the cold. So I can't imagine playing an instrument in that kind of weather. Does it bother you or like is there a, do they heat you guys somehow or something? So it's funny how
3: that it, it's funny you ask. So I kind of prepared myself I mean, it, it was it was about 20 degrees warmer down here in Kentucky than it was in Cleveland. Sure. So <laughs> I, I played We'd actually played an outdoor show on New Year's Eve in Akron before.
1: Oh. And wow.
3: it was 32
1: on
3: cool. um, that day. The great thing was it was we were playing at night, and the good thing about playing at night is if they use a ton of stage lights. Those things will melt icebergs. Oh yeah, oh, so I never
1: thought of that. Huh.
3: So you'll stay pretty warm. However, they also had a heater on both sides of the stage at this thing we played in Akron. The heater on the other side of the stage was working great. The heater on my side of the stage <laughs> about in the song three, it ran out of gas. So it was blowing cold and oh. no knows- <laughs> It was awesome. My guitar was going out of tune every five minutes, and I felt like an icicle by Oh <laughs> my God. That's
1: no fun. It was tough.
3: But the good thing is at Bright Winter Fest, so I, knowing that experience, I said, all right, I'm not getting caught with my pants down this time. I'm bringing long johns. I'm bringing flannel, I'm layering up. I layered up hardcore for it. And then we get on the stage And I'm like, oh my gosh It is toasty up here well, <laughs> no. yeah, As we we're setting up, the sound guy's like Oh yeah, we've got heaters everywhere We've got them under the stage and above the stage And everything nice. And I'm like, great <laughs> By the, the end of the first song, I'm sweating And I'm like, but if I take off anything I'm going to freeze and get pneumonia yep. So I They do a pretty good job of keeping it warm uh, Up there for you So you really don't notice, honestly um, they did a really really good job of that um, that's good of course we did it at 4 4 p.m so 7 or 8 p.m that might have been a little rougher but yeah. they did, they did a pretty good job of it i get almost.
1: yeah I, get, I guess i guess it wasn't that cold this year um the first year i went to bright which was probably five years ago now uh it was like 10 degrees like it was it, it was exceptionally cold i
0: think that was i, I think that that was, like, the year before you and I met. Yes, I that is to, correct. That was yes. when it was still up in Ohio City? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I got correct. the
1: flu. Wow, that's yeah. no fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but going back to just Bright in General, so that was kind of more of a funny question I just wanted to ask because I was always curious. But, like, Bright in General, like, what do you think of the festival from, you know, from what I've seen? It seems to be an established thing now in Cleveland and I, I I'm sure there's other festivals like it but it's a pretty unique festival in my opinion. I was just curious what you think of it as well like what it what it means for artists and what it means for the city and how is the you know the participation I guess from the crowd. I will say this it I've done quite we've done quite a few different
3: festivals up there. Um I will say and this isn't just me being biased or kissing up. I will say, Bright Winter Bright Bright Winter Fest is as good as it gets up there. Um, they take really good care of you as an artist. Um, if you're if you're an artist and you want to get your name out there and you want to play at a big thing where you're going to get noticed, you need to do Bright Winter Fest because they just they they take care of you the crowds are insane as far as they are into it even if they never heard you before they're into it and I don't know maybe that has maybe a little later in the day when there's a little bit of you know pregame going on maybe that helps out a little bit I don't know but I can tell you there's no such thing as a bad crowd at at Bright Winter Fest even if you're not heard of people just dig it and I think honestly it's one of the best things that Cleveland does as a whole as a city um, it's just they do a good job of security. They do a good job of organization. They do a good job with um, the setup. Um, they just—it's it, just—it's top notch. It really is top notch. for something that is nonprofit like it is to be that yeah. good and that well organized, it, it's not—it's—it's it's unheard of. So, uh, as an artist, um, I, I, as an artist, me personally. I just I felt I felt honored that we got to be a part of it twice. Honestly,
1: that's great. I'm glad to hear that, Dan. What did you? I didn't get to go this year, but Dan, what were your thoughts on Bright? If, if you... So I'm just
0: I, I'm on it. Like like mm-hmm. what Rufus said with it being nonprofit and like almost like a grassroots like festival. Like I'm amazed at how big it's gotten. Like it, like we ju- like we just talked about how a few years ago it used to be up in Ohio City. Um, in that area or by like Great Lakes like it it took up like a parking lot or whatever and like three years or four years later now it's basically engulfs the entire west side of the flats yep like it's huge there's there's what how many stages now how many stages were down there like five or six
3: Oh gosh, you've got so um, you've got three outside. Yeah. Um. Then you've got McCarthy's. Yep. Um. Then you have the one that's in that tent. So yeah, it's about five.
0: Yeah. Do they still um, do I, one in uh, Music Box? I don't think they no. did. And honestly, that's because you guys almost tore the place down. If you were there.
3: Man, man, I'm telling you, that it was packed. Totally, that yes, that show. I ain't gonna lie, that show kind of was like a like coming out party for us. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had done some decent stuff at the Beachland and Grog Shop, and we'd been on the Rock Hall a few times, but that night, we just we just kind of went in like, all right, well, we're going to have some fun, we're going to tear it up, this is going to be awesome. We weren't really sure how many people were going to be there, and yeah. as we're setting up, we're just like, guys, this place is packed to the rim. Like yeah. They had to remove the tables and everything. Yep. And then we were just like, all right, we're just going to give it our all see what happens. People were into it from start to finish. And what's really great about that that show was um, Supper Club was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are a great draw. We need to get them to play here. So they invited us to do a show with Front Porch Lights oh. um, at the Supper Club. And I know
1: that. It, I've heard of them.
3: And, and it sold out. It was like our first sold-out show. And we That's headlined awesome. and we're just like... Oh, my gosh. So, like, that's honestly, things have just really kick-started since then. So, that's why we're just really grateful to Bright Winterfest because they just, they helped us out so much. They have no idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, I, I mean, otherwise, for me, um, I'll say this. Like, a lot of people, like, I got my brother and my sister-in-law to go, and they're not, my brother's not really into, like, indie music and, you know, that type of, like, music that they play up Bright. He's like, I don't, really, I don't know any of the bands, and... Uh, you know, it's not something that I think I want to go to, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just, just come out. Like we had, we had some other friends and family that were going. So just, just, you know, if you, if you get bored, just, you know, you can hang out with our cousins or whatever. And, but it's not even like, if you go there and like, you're like him and you're not there for like the music, there's still so much other stuff you can do. Um, either just like activities, you can go up and you can hang out at Mulberries. You can, uh, like you said with, uh. Uh, what was the McCarthy's? Yeah, um, Harbor Inns down there. Like, there's so many places you can go. Uh, there's so many different like art exhibits you can check out. Um, yep. they have the the flaming ice sculpture. That's always a huge hit when they light it. Um, there it's was crazy. probably at least half of the people that were at Bright all converged on that ice sculpture when they lit lit it on fire. It was insane. That's really cool. But yeah, there's just so many so many cool things to check out there that even if you're like, you know, I don't know who any of these bands are. I mean, it, you know, they ask for a donation, but like if, you know, if you're not comfortable doing that or spending that money and you just want something to do, you can go there for free and just check it out. Um, Platform's the beer sponsor, so, you know, everybody loves Platform. Um, I did have a bit of an issue with uh, the way they handled the beer this year, but... You know, that's a minor issue. I mean, that's something that we, I that's, def- what time did the festival start? Like,
1: three, I think. Three? Yeah.
0: We got there at, yeah, like, yeah we got there at like 7.30, so, mm-hmm. and the weather was nice, so there was a ton of people there, so I'm not shocked that they ran out of some beers.
1: Oh, I Oh, not true. at all. Right.
0: <laughs> but like, so they, so, so they make you buy specific, it's not like at most festivals where you buy beer tickets, where it's like you get a ticket for every dollar you want for beer and beers are a certain amount of dollars. At right. Bright, they have three tiers. They have $5 beers, $7 beers, and $9 yeah. either beers or you know mixed drinks or whatever. You, you spend uh, the money for whatever ticket you want. So if you want two $7 beers, you give them $14 and they give you two $7 tickets. So the issue I had was I walked up there, I asked for a $7 beer as a... Uh, It was a 16 ounce, so they had 16 ounce Haze Jude and 12 ounce Haze Jude. Oh, okay. The 12 ounce was five, the 16 ounce was seven. So I I gave the lady my seven dollar ticket, and I said, "Can I get a Haze Jude?" Well, she walks back, opens it, and she walks back with a 12 ounce Haze Jude. I'm like, "Well, that's the five dollar one." She's like, "Well, we ran out," and then she just took my ticket and threw it out. Oh, so dang. Yeah, I mean, that's
3: rough. But I mean, she's (laughs) probably Haze Jude too,
0: huh? I like haze juice. Oh, it's fantastic. We had it on uh as our beer of the week a few weeks ago. Um but that was my only issue. It's not a it's not a big deal. I shouldn't be drinking that much beer anyway, but you know, <laughs> whatever. But um but yeah, no, it was just and and I'm sure I'm sure she had been working all day and had been having to deal with all different types of people, so you know, whatever. I don't take it very personally, but it's just like it was a little like, well, that's the five dollar one. So can I? Can you like go get me two bucks or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's just like the principle of the thing. But it is what it is. But I. But that that being said, I I love Bright. It's still one of my. It's still like my favorite festival. Uh, I'm Italian, so I like the Feast of the Assumption better. It's just how I am. But uh, <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love Bright. Brights awesome.
1: For sure. Oh, um, oh before
0: go on. you, I were you. Were you done with bright the bright?
1: Uh, unless Rufus wanted to talk more, Or you? No,
0: I just I had a question for uh, for Rufus when he when he talked oh. about uh, the music box show they did. So and you talk about playing at Grog Shop and and all these other places. What either is your favorite place that, in Cleveland that you've played, or where is your favorite place to go watch a concert?
3: Oh wow. Wow, that's tough.
1: That's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's a very good question. Thanks, Jordan. Um, no, it is. Um, I would say okay. Favorite uh, venue we've played at. Mine is Beachland Ballroom. I nice. just love the old school feel.
0: Yeah. Um, favorite one of the favorite venues of
3: besides that as far as like besides breakfast bright winter fest uh we get to do uh, we've got to do the rock hall man those people do it nice oh, oh, yeah. it's the stage the sound they just they're incredible um my favorite place to watch a concert i will definitely say um in cleveland my favorite place is probably blossom i just okay,
1: oh, I, just, okay.
3: I dig blossom i just dig the outdoor AmpliFeed I just love that feel um, yeah. I just I the shows I've gone to have been great uh, I just I really dig that feel I kind of like being able to if I'm on the lawn I can just chill and just yeah. kind of take a, in the atmosphere so it's yeah. yeah I would say Blossom's my favorite place to watch one
1: I agree I'm not I wouldn't say it's Blossom's my favorite but it's it's up there it, it's a unique setting you know I it is, like it, it a lot it is cool
0: to just like like you know, Chill, throw you know? out a blanket on the lawn and just like lay down, and watch a concert for a few hours. But, um, yeah, I I'm, I I love I love Blossom too, but uh, I'm not a fan of the crowd and the parking there.
1: Yeah, oh, that's gosh, no yeah. fun. That's but, no fun.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, do you want to do you want to jump in our? Uh, yeah. So every, every, so every time we have a guest on, we like to ask him some pointed questions about. Uh, their favorite spots and favorite things to do uh, in Cleveland. Um, I'm down. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, if you wanna.
1: Yeah. So, first off, I like to ask favorite. So I'm gonna ask, you know, various questions like bar, brewery, sports team, neighborhood. So I wanna start off with favorite Cleveland hangout. Now this could be literally anything. The hangout could mean anything. So. Uh, we'll start off with that. Your favorite, like, if you could just pick one place, like, if you had a bad day, if you need to go to one place in Cleveland that you need to hang out, what would that be? Boy,
3: <laughs> um, I would. I haven't got to do it as often since
1: I've had kids, but um, the corner alley would probably
3: oh. be my favorite. Yeah.
1: Which well, one, East Side or uh, downtown?
3: Downtown. Yeah, I, just, I like that I one. I love the one downtown.
1: Yeah, no, for That's sure. probably my favorite. Cool, yeah, great. Well, do uh, you have a favorite bar? Oh, man, favorite bar. This could double as venue, too, for you, if you would like, because I know that might be a little more relevant to what you do.
3: I would say favorite bar, oh, gosh. Besides the 16-bit... Is that still open? By yeah. The- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're oh, actually I opening a
0: uh, uh, similar style place in, uh, in Ohio City. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: love 16 bit. I'm such a nerd. So, um, 16 <laughs> bit would definitely be up
1: there for me. Cool.
3: Um, along with Cornerstone and Berea. Oh, yes. Oh, I love yeah. Cornerstone. That's
1: a great place. Yeah. Certainly love Cornerstone. Beer. So my next question was going to be favorite brewery. I don't know if Cornerstone would fit in for that. If I mean, fit they in are a brewery.
0: You. They make a yeah. beer,
3: but, you know.
1: Unless there's a different brewery you'd like to add.
3: I mean, I, the Great Lakes downtown is just... Classic.
0: <laughs> Hello. Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, it's iconic. <laughs> it's, it's iconic. Yeah. It's the, exactly. it's, you know. It's the, it's the OG. You know what's crazy exactly. is me and my buddy go to chicago we used to go every year now we've been doing different cities but in chicago even in chicago like you'd be at any bar in chicago and you could always see a great lakes on top so it's Uh, pretty cool to see that um i love the feel of it i just love the fact it's downtown yeah such a historical building too agreed um all right favorite sports team
3: Oh man! This doesn't. On the day. Yeah, th- yeah.
0: <laughs> this uh, this doesn't have to be to be uh Cleveland either because uh, I know you're you're a big uh, you're part of the Toon Army. Yes, I would. Well, for better or worse. Yeah, Newcastle's had their Newcastle United in um and
3: yeah the Premier League. What was for the longest time my favorite. Alan Shearer is my favorite oh. like, soccer player of all time. Classic. I grew up I grew up uh, wearing his number, um, number nine, all throughout school, all throughout high school. I just, if I, there aren't many people that I would seriously maybe get emotional and tear up <laughs> if I meet, but I'm sure it would probably be one, because so, it was just such a integral part of me growing up, and I just, I love soccer.
1: Wow, that's um, awesome!
0: Man, their owner is awful.
3: Oh, it's uh, real
1: yeah, they're a mess. So, <laughs> Not that so I don't know
0: what that is. So real, real quick, I, I see, I see you tweeting about Newcastle all the time. So I knew that's why I said it doesn't have to be Cleveland. Um, Jordan is a huge Tottenham fan. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm Italian, so I follow Serie A, so I'm a big AC Milan fan. But um, for purposes of the podcast and a lot of my other friends who are EPL fans. I ha- I felt like I had to adopt a team this year, so uh, I'm a Wolves fan.
3: Man, they're good this year. Yeah. I didn't think they are going to be that good. Yeah. yeah they're, 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 like, they're, astonishingly good. They're, they're oddly
0: good. Their coach <laughs> is so good. Nuno is so good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was a good find for them. Oh, uh, nice. My wife's a huge Tottenham fan, so she's... Oh, look she's, at that. Um, she loves... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. What is... The, 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 um, Harry Kane. You she loves Harry Kane. Who's the Asian? Oh, son,
1: son, he means.
3: So yeah, exactly. She loves him. Like, I love son yeah, too. I, like loves him. Like like just she just wishes <laughs> over him. I'm like I love right, it. Yeah, I mean, turn off the TV in a second. <laughs> but, I love it. Yeah, she's a she's a massive massive Tottenham fan. Um, so. She's a little disappointed, a little bit this year with
1: how things have gone. Eh, but, it could be a lot worse, honestly. Yeah, it could it. be honestly. a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or an Arsenal fan, right? Um. So, but for Cleveland sports, uh, do you have anyone that you can narrow down?
0: <laughs> he said it depends on the day.
1: Oh, that, that's that's on the day, man. That's understandable.
0: Lord, have yeah, mercy. Exactly.
3: I mean, it's tough for me. I love all three of them. See this, and you guys have probably talked about this in the past. The great Civil War that is Cleveland sports, man. Oh, <laughs>
0: it, 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 oh my God.
3: It, it drives me crazy. I'm just like, look, all three teams have like equally stubbed their toe the same amount of times throughout yeah. the last 30 years. In some way, shape, or form, have like given us heartbreak. Yeah. And yet, and yet, it's just like no Browns are the worst. No, the Cavs are most dysfunctional. Yeah. Damn, damn. it's just like, all right, oh, yo, I, can we oh. all get along? Like, let's be happy for each other. So,
0: like, so our our uh, our poll question last week was, uh, uh, we we kept the Browns out. No, we kept the Indians out of it because whatever. But who who was <laughs> with the, with the recent? Uh, I I'm using air quotes. Uh, stepping down of John Beeline. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was more? Who is a more dysfunctional franchise, the Cavs or the Browns? Dude, I've gotta, I've gotta
3: go Browns. Yeah. Just because they haven't won. Yeah. Like I know the Cavs were dysfunctional even when they won. I mean, for goodness' sakes David Griffin said I'm leaving even though we won a title <laughs> because yeah. I couldn't take all the dysfunction. Right. but he, he J R Smith throwing
0: soup at assistant coaches.
3: Exactly. Here's the big difference, though. I really think, he, and it's hard. I I know Dan Gilbert must be line but I really think that he wants to win. I mean, a dude spends buku amounts of money, yeah. and yeah, he's a micromanager, and yeah, a lot of his stuff kind of blows up in his face. But at least I know Dan Gilbert wants to win.
0: I have no idea what the head Jimmy Haslam doing <laughs> half the time. <laughs> see, see, my my thing with that is I I think Jimmy Haslam does want to win. He just has literally no idea. No idea do how it. to
1: do it. Yeah. But this, no
0: idea. But, but but this was this was my whole whole thing with uh, uh, last week was I will not give Dan Gilbert credit for uh, having LeBron James. He inherited LeBron. Uh, I don't think people can say whatever they want about him flying his plane down to Miami and tracking the jet and everything, meeting with LeBron. <laughs> Dan Gilbert is not the reason why LeBron came back. He's not the reason why the Cavs got LeBron in the first place. So I don't really credit Dan Gilbert for the Cavs uh, being good because without LeBron, the Cavs <laughs> actually the Cavs actually have a worse record than the Browns when LeBron's yeah. not on the team.
3: Yeah. Man, yeah. and they played
0: like 82 games.
1: Whoa, yeah, I Lord. know, right? <laughs> 82. But hey,
0: hey, I, I will, and it's a really small sample size, so I'm not gonna get too overhyped with it. But they've won four out of five, and they're starting to look like a team that actually doesn't hate each other. So, you know,
3: <laughs> I, my problem with that, but see, my problem with them is. Here's the thing, and, I, and you've probably seen me tweet it, and I've said it. Here's the thing, I I think I think John Beilein like can coach. Yeah, I know that he's had issues translating to the game and and going from college to pros is an anomaly, like Brad Stevens, and that's about it. Lately. Right. <laughs>
0: so, I I'll throw Billy Donovan in there a little bit as yeah, well. Billy Donovan, yeah, Billy Donovan. Thank you.
3: Yeah, Billy Donovan. That's about it. Right. And but I mean, let's be honest, Brad Stevens. They dragged Butler to the national title game for goodness sakes. Yeah. So I mean, the New can coach, but right. I think B-Line can coach. Here's my rub with the whole thing with the Cavs. Here's what's frustrating. So we, go, if we go back to the OKC trade with the Clippers, and we go back and look at Chris Paul basically getting dunked to the Clippers for you know, or by the Clippers or whatever for Paul George and a bunch of picks. Till three B or three thousand, and we look at that. And OKC okay, wasn't trying to win.
0: Let's let's just call it for what it is. They were rebuilding, right? Right. Maybe we can all say that, right?
3: And yeah, Chris Paul said, you know what? Forget this. I'm, I'm going to teach these young kids. I'm in a frustrating situation, but I'm going to teach these young kids while I'm here, and I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. And look what they're doing. They're yep. I think they're in the eighth seed right now or seventh seed.
0: Yeah, and, right, which which in dude, the West, that's crazy.
3: In the West, and they're rebuilding. Right. So I look at that. I look at a guy like Chris Paul, who's had his issues with teammates, by the way. So I look at that, and then I look at the Cavs, and I'm just like, all right, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, you guys have won a freaking title. Like, you know what it's like to win. You were integral parts of a winning team. And even when you weren't winning, you were going to the finals every year, Yep. so why couldn't you have approached uh, approach this year with the same professionalism that Chris Paul did, and teach these young guys how to win, now I get it, Chris Paul, Hall of Fame talent, will be one of the greatest, greatest point guards of all time, I yep. get it, but Chris Paul is also 59 years old, so <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, <laughs> come on, Like yeah. why can't you guys... Do what he did, and that is my frustration. Instead of doing what he did, taking a bad situation and just making something good of it, yeah. they pout, they pow, and and come on, love, you you signed a contract. Did you really think that we were going to be competing for a playoff spot? Right. Come on, man, right? Come on, right? So for me, that's frustrating for me. So I yeah. just, uh, yeah, I, th-
0: I think I think for for him, it's like he he saw the dollar signs of the cab calves, you know foolishly or unfoolishly, were willing to give him and uh, he kind of had tunnel vision where he's like, oh, right, well, I'm not going to get that contract anywhere else so I'm going to take this and then never realized, okay, LeBron's gone, we traded Kyrie the year before, like, it's <laughs> basically me and, and Tristan, like, I, I don't think he, like, signed that contract but then didn't realize, like, how truly bad it was going but to get. But see, I
1: didn't understand the, I, that, I always thought that contract was just symbolic just for some sort of future trade because... I do believe there was te- there was teams out there that would have paid him some decent money to join so right I-, I didn't understand that but, but that's the, another discussion. But the, yeah
0: I mean the issue is, is he's not producing well, not that much. He's, not, he's, yeah. not, he's not producing to uh, to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to justify the contract mm-hmm. and he's hurt Little all way. the time. That's true, he is always hurt yeah so it's like yeah he's a great player but you know it' just you know it's tough but all right
1: a few more questions. Two more questions, and then we can jump into the poll, right, Dan? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk about With, the poll. that. No no no, 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 no. We're no, we're happy to have you it's, on. This it's is it's
0: fine. it's Cleveland sports, man. It yeah. gets us all going. I do um, agree, and I would love to talk to you more, um, maybe on a late, another episode or just like on Twitter or whatever. The you mentioned Civil War, uh, that immediately made me think of the Civil War between like Cleveland fans, uh, and how people are just you know like we can talk about that another time, but just like how. You know, you have the Indians elitus, which is main, <laughs> which is mainly old people. It's old guys. You yes. mainly. <laughs> yes. uh, you have like, you know, Cavs fans and Browns fans. It's like, you know, just everybody. Rather than just embracing all three teams, it's like people pick who they like the best, and then just will trash the others. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that's, that's
3: why we can't have nice things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's true. Alright, so three more questions And then like I said, we're going to jump into our poll of the week Which we're excited to talk with you about um, Number five uh, Favorite Cleveland neighborhood Oh
3: man Gosh I, I used to um, I used to not like Medina um, But now I'm starting to dig it uh, my favorite for a while was Ohio City. I just think Ohio City's just cool. It's yeah. just it's just the, the, the ambiance, the kind of vintage feel that it has. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, no doubt. but man, Medina has really, really worked itself up the last, I would say, five, ten years. Yeah. They've the just they've really yes, yeah. they've really really work themselves up and what i like about it is it's not like too insane and too crowded but it's still a lot of cool stuff to do um and i just like i just it's just beautiful to look at personally i kind of like the haley kind of open area that it is
0: so how um, about how about that he says medina and we're drinking a beer from we're drinking
1: a beer from medina so there you go. go I think it's a sign. We need to go to Medina. My stick of telepathy, or
0: something. <laughs> whatever, whatever. That's cool.
1: uh, all right, number six, favorite pizza in Cleveland.
3: Oh man. Um, well, I have to. I have to plug for my guy. Um, I have to go with Master Pizza.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Master Pizza's good. I'm song. a fan of Master for sure. Yeah. I um, I know the. Um, uh,
3: I know the owner of it Um, Mike right yeah Mike he's a really good friend of mine um, now um, through through the last like three years Um, I I I stand Master Pizza. I didn't hey. know about it. Coming from Columbus, I mean, we had Donatos and you know Pizza Hut. So didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. I I didn't know about the greatness that was Master Pizza. And so so I got up here and I'm like, oh my gosh, that, where have you been
1: my that, whole life? That was the pizza that my mom's side of the family, who's from Cleveland. My dad's side's not, but my mom's side is. Uh, that was the pizza that. Um, they always ordered like yeah. that was the only pizza they would get was Masters Pizza. Hey, oh, shout
0: out! You, you said your buddies with the owner. We're always looking for sponsors, so if they, uh... I, will, I can talk to him. Hey, like, I can definitely talk to him. Hey, I will,
3: I will let I will let you I will let him know.
1: All right, <laughs> and then uh, I'm actually really excited you said Masters because that's I feel like that's a really underrated pizza, it's a, and it's
0: actually one that it's... we haven't really talked about.
1: Right, well, because it's not like a. Uh, it's not in, like, Ohio City, right, like, you right, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And there's, like, a bar yeah, exactly. attached to it. Like, right. it's just a pizza shop. It's just, like, there's yeah, no seats, I don't even think. Like, mm-hmm. maybe there isn't some, but... Uh, mm-hmm. All right, and number seven, final question, favorite brunch spot or breakfast spot. I Some people aren't big brunch people, so... Bre- br- <laughs> breakfast or brunch spot in the city?
3: Oh, man, breakfast or brunch spot. Um... I will have to go with the Red Chimney in Slavic Village.
0: Oh, okay. okay. All right. I've,
1: I've never I, been.
0: I've never been there. You guys, oh,
1: dude, you've got to go. The Red, Red Chimney? Chimney. I'm okay. putting it on my yes. list. <laughs>
0: you need to go
3: there. They just—it's just that this old school feel, um, and the, they give you so much food for what little you pay for. And it's just, it's just like, it's just like home. <laughs> Red
1: yeah.
0: Chimney. Hit that place up, y'all. I'm telling you.
3: yeah
1: wow. <laughs> I'm excited. I've never Shout out to the place.
0: Chimney, man. I want to check it out.
1: Yeah, definitely. It looks like it says it's like a European uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: it's, yeah, it's in I mean, Slavic
3: it Village. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> exactly. But it's not like, it's not like Slavic. Yeah, it's like not overtone, like, yeah. right, you right, right, I mean? But it's, it's not just, like all ethnic it's just, it's just old school just old school diner feel it's just yeah. y'all
1: gotta go I'm telling you awesome well thanks for the recommendation yeah for sure no problem that's why we ask
0: those questions man everybody's got a different answer to everything exactly that's why we love it that's the great thing about Cleveland there are so especially food wise there are so many different spots to get good food
1: probably our favorite segment when we interview people is asking them those questions (laughs) yeah Man, um, I miss it. I ain't gonna lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long were you? Uh, were you just up for the weekend uh, when you played upright?
3: Yeah, I came up the, uh, last Thursday and then I yeah I left Sunday. Nice. Um, I left Sunday because nice. my son uh, we got to go to the OSU OSU Maryland game. It was a oh nice son's Christmas gift. So that was a big win too. Yeah, it was a huge win. My son was out of his seat the entire second. half. That's awesome. So, He's like,
0: Dad, this is amazing. I guess it was cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, we kind of got into Cleveland sports a little bit, um, but we wanted to uh, get you into our poll discussion. So we like to ask a poll of the week every week just to kind of get our followers on Twitter and Facebook and all that um, an opportunity to kind of be part of the show a little bit. Um, so this week, um, I, I kind of wanted to ask uh, – Knowing what we know now, and this is for everybody, so knowing what we know now, and that's, you know, from 2016 on, that's Cavs winning the championship, Indians getting to Game 7 of the World Series, uh, Kyrie getting traded, LeBron leaving again, the Indians uh, penny-pinching their way out of contention like they seem to be doing, uh, as well as... Uh, Handful of guys getting hurt every single season. And now the guy we got in the Corey Kluber trade is now out for four months. So that's great. I did
3: just see that. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, right. The
0: guy that throws 105 miles an hour is now not going to pitch until July. Um, So knowing all that we know since then, and it's been pretty depressing, but we had had two teams in championship rounds in 2016. We'll leave the Browns to the side because – Damn, but was <laughs> but, but 2016 for those purposes, Indians, Cavs. The Cavs, obviously, we know, won in the most dramatic of fashions, potentially in sports history, um, and the Indians lost in the most dramatic of fashions. But knowing what we know, would you rather right now have in your pocket an Indians World Series championship or? Are you still hanging on to that Cavs championship? What would oh, you guys rather wow. have? Man. Because the state, because, because the state of the – to me, the way I look at it right now and the reason why I want to ask that question is that 2016 championship is amazing. I will never forget it. In fact, with the state of the team, it ages like fine wine because yeah. we're, we may never see a basketball team like that ever again. No. no. But – the fact that the Cavs are so terrible right now, just <laughs> god awful terrible. It's like it's like that that championship almost seems like already. It's been, only been like three and a half, four years. It seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. And as far as the Indians go, you know they're cutting payroll. They don't want to spend money, but they're still technically in that same championship window. So it was really hard for me to decipher what I would rather have. It came down to me, I thought about, for the Cavs' sake, what it would mean if LeBron had come back, played four years with the Cavs, and didn't win a championship, and then left again. To me, that would be like the ultimate mistake by the lake, like LeBron was LeBron was right to leave Cleveland. He never should have came back in the first place. They don't know how to treat him. Blah blah blah. It would have been such a black eye on the city if LeBron had come back and we had not won a championship. Um I I don't know if I would be able to live with myself if we played <laughs> this if if we played the same team in the NBA finals four straight years and weren't able to beat them once. Uh So, for me, I voted for the Cavs. My first love is baseball. I grew up going to Indians games when I was little, whether it was back at Old Municipal Stadium. Yes, I am that old to be able to remember going to Municipal Stadium. Um, You both, brother. Absolutely. These these young bucks over here don't know anything about it. Um, But, and then, you know, obviously, Jacobs Field. I grew up in the glory days in the 90s, like you know, Rufus. But... um, Man, the Indians, the way that they lost, hurt like hell. I'm not going to lie. Oh, Oh, God. But it was also kind of cushioned by the fact that for the first time in 50 years, we already, in that same year, had a championship in our back pocket. It did suck, but it was a little bit like, yeah, the Indians blew a 3-1 lead, but, well, the Cavs just came back from a 3-1 lead. So, yeah, it really sucks, but... You know, at least we can hang on to the Cavs championship.
3: He gives and he taketh away.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I just I, – I, I don't know if I would be able to get over the fact losing to the Warriors four straight years, LeBron coming back, essentially uh, promising a championship and not then not winning one, and then leaving again and, you know, going to L.A. and looking like he's, you know, poised to at least get to the finals. You know, who knows, but – um yeah, I I just I I love the fact that the Cavs are part of LeBron's story so much. Not only just him getting drafted by his hometown, but then leaving, then coming back and then the cherry on top is and the legacy uh planter is him winning the championship uh for the Cavs. So that's why I voted for the Cavs. I don't know about you guys. Rufus, if you if you want to give your opinion. Sure.
3: Um This is kind of a layered answer to this. So, I definitely voted 2016 Cavs. Here's why. I'm with you. If I had lost to Golden State four straight years, I would have literally ripped my dreads out. (laughs) I I just, I can't, I couldn't stand these bandwagon, smug Golden State fans.
0: I'm like, you guys... Never came out when it was Mitch Richmond, right? And Tim yep. Arway, right? And Alton yep. Lister and Chris
3: Gatling. Like you guys are no Wait,
1: do you wait? Do you remember? Do you remember even Baron Davis and Jason Richardson? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Baron yeah.
0: Davis and Stephen Jackson. Yeah, and, and his, Andres Beadren's.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and Adonis for Adonis for whatever his name is. Oh, Adonis
0: like, <laughs> Shaq used to like, punk his ass all the time. Exactly. <laughs> like, you guys didn't know. No. You
3: guys didn't come out for that. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at those loyal gold State fan. Man, we've been here for the jump. Yeah. And I'm like, no, get out of here. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, if I had lost. To that smug team with Draymond, oh, I and know. that year in 2015, where I, were god only knows if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving played, what yes. would have we might have had two in just, a row. Just
0: give me one of those guys, one, one of, of those, those guys. two guys, and the Cavs win guys. that finals. I'm convinced of it. One of, of those it. guys,
3: and to have the greatest player of your generation be on your team for 13 years oh. and not win a cot dang thing that would have just been that would have been the worst yeah so I voted for 2016 Cash. another layer to this um we have to face the fact of the Indians and maybe maybe they're a product of their environment Dale Central is trash mm-hmm. so you, there's this com- actually the Indian success is a combination of a lot of things one nail. Central's trash. Yep. that's just there's no bones about it. it's, it's it's the Royals are one of the most garbage teams in the last four years I've ever seen. But like, yep. other than the Baltimore Orioles, Lord have mercy, they're just yikes. So that helps,
0: which is really funny because they won a World Series like way before that.
1: Yeah, anyway, right. Well, they went to two World Series. They went back to they back went to
0: two,
3: and now they're just like an abomination. Yep. So, um, so they're product of that. Another thing here, and here's and I'm with you, dude, about the cost cutting. Here's what's so dang frustrating oh, about the God. Indians. When you think about it, I dare anybody to say the Indians anybody in baseball has a better front office than the Indians. If we look at Antonetti and you right. look at um oh my gosh, who's the other dude?
0: Uh Chernoff is the Thank you. Chernoff. we look yeah. at
3: Chernoff and Antonetti, tr- try to find me a better front office in baseball than those two guys.
0: I mean it's um, tough.
3: It, it, you, you aren't going to find it, and we've got Tito. <laughs> yeah. know, like and the the infrastructure
0: so, is 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 one hundred percent there. It's just they're just financially hamstrung, and and exactly, and not not by not by to me, and I I don't buy all this. Well, well, small you know, small market and all this. But no, that's I don't such buy that garbage, BS. Sorry. They're not I'll willing to spend. Yeah, it's. I don't buy that. Yeah, they could that. sign Frankie Lindor to a three hundred fifty million dollar contract tomorrow, but they just won't do it. <laughs> right, and
3: see, and so, and the reason why I say that is because I th- honestly, with that front office and with that manager, their window is going to be open for a while. Honestly, we have to we have to be honest, and even if they have to trade, God forbid, they have to trade Frankie Lindor. Who better to be in charge of that trade than those two guys? Right. I mean, for right. goodness sakes, we got – with those two guys, we got Jan Gomes for a pitcher that's not even in the league anymore. And then yeah. we trade Jan Gomes for Daniel Johnson, who looks like he could be a stud. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, we got Shinsu Chu for a guy that's on baseball tonight. Like, you know, like, I mean, Eduardo Perez. And it's just like – and Ben Bruchard. Like, my gosh. We got Chu. He was good for a while. We got Corey Kluber for I don't even know who they got him for in no, yes. San Diego. You know, so they've done they, they they've done a spectacular job of yes. finding talent. So their window is going to be for a little bit. I mean, they found Jose Ramirez in a goat farm in in the Dominican Republic. You know, yep. like so
1: they they have. a is that why they call Wait, yeah, goat, Is that why they way. call him that?
3: Yeah, I think so. Because I think um, what (laughs) happened, I think the story goes... That um, Jose Ramirez was—they um, were—they weren't even scouting him. Yeah. They were scouting some other players. I do remember that. And I guess they were in a field, and I guess in the outfield there were goats.
0: Oh my um, god!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so they were just like they were looking at these other players, but they found this like five foot six dynamo who could hit like you know yeah like Barry Bonds. And, and now they were he's just yeah. Like, now, who's this dude?
0: Now he's an MVP candidate. year in an ear out. Yeah. Go
3: figure. <laughs> So wow. that's kind of that's kind of my my thought because I think the Indians you know how baseball works. You get yep. hot at the right time, anybody yep. can win. And it, with the fishing yeah. they have, despite the injuries, I mean the Indians are literally seven deep in the rotation. Yeah. They've got a bullpen that they've got three guys that could be closers in that bullpen. Yeah. I mean, they've got Lindor, they've got they've got Jose. If, I mean if, thing,
0: if things break well in the bullpen, they potentially have the best pitching staff in all of baseball.
3: Exactly. They could still the the chance yeah. of them winning is still there. Without LeBron, you know there's no way in Hades that we can right. <laughs> we can ever win. Right. So we've got to grab that twenty sixteen right. title. We have to.
0: That, that's, that's a really interesting way of, uh, of looking at it. Um, Jimmy, how did, how did you vote? I know you're not the biggest baseball fan, but <laughs> so I, I know which way you're probably going to go on this.
2: Yeah, well, you guys definitely dove into it enough. Um, but uh, I voted basketball. I voted Cavs. Uh, I grew up playing basketball my entire life, and I'm sure I've told this story on this podcast before. When I was about eight or nine or so, uh, maybe seven, my dad took me to the batting cages, and I was, you know, did kid pitch, blah blah blah, and or not kid pitch, uh, like w- coach pitch, whatever it was. And yeah, I yeah. did machine pitch, yeah. And I went to the batting cages, and I got hit just right in the neck by the machine, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and I just went down hard. And my dad, he, he tells me to this day, he's like, oh, as soon as I saw that happen, he's like, oh, he's not playing. <laughs> As soon as my dad saw that, he's like, "Yeah, he's not playing baseball anymore." So wow. that was it for baseball. You've, never, up the you, you've never told that story. On never, here. never. Yeah, and I never played baseball since. So <laughs> I just never took a really like crazy liking to the Indians. Granted, I'll go to games in the summer. I don't yeah. follow it at all, but I, I love yeah, going I mean, to games. Even it's fun. The,
0: the great thing about in. Indians and even just baseball in general. Even if you don't follow uh baseball, going to a baseball game in the summertime. Nothing Getting bad. a beer nothing and a hot bad. dog, there oh, is, so is nothing better than that. <laughs> so and chill. the Indians do a so great chill. job of in-game
1: entertainment. Oh, and Progressive Tons. has Progressive has amazing food and beer options. Yes. Yeah.
0: So. Progressive oh, Field, gosh, it, you know, Progressive Field, it's 26 years old now. Mm. It's still one of the most beautiful ballparks in all it's of baseball. Well regarded as one of Absolutely.
2: And kind of going off what you guys said about just if we couldn't beat a team in four, you know, finals runs.
1: You'd beat the Buffalo Bills. I don't think there's anybody oh. I hated more than
2: Draymond Green oh, or Steph sorry. Curry. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't stand Twitter yeah. during the finals, oh, especially so when we invariable. lost. Oh, and how so- about
0: like uh, Aisha Curry getting all oh. mouthy after one of the games? Yeah. And <laughs> oh, So God. thank God
2: we won at least one. Well, uh, Granted, we should have won 2015 too, but, yep. you know, it is what it is.
1: I'll uh, add my two cents real quick. Yep. I definitely chose Cavs. Um, Rufus, I don't, if you don't know, I'm actually a Houston fan, so I, uh, I Rockets. have, yeah. Well, I'm from uh, Houston. He's from Houston. So I, I support all oh, the teams. Oh, yeah. Even that. Even that yeah. yeah even even even. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I even support that team. So yeah, that, uh, that the, the <laughs> asterisk team. <laughs> So, okay, dude, how do you feel about that? Be honest. Be honest. Well, as a fan, I won't judge. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it, but I've, I feel like as a Houston fan, I can look at it a certain way that other people won't let themselves look at it. Uh, I can still enjoy it, and I still do have memories from that from 2017. Right. Um, you know, they brought it on themselves, so I don't really have any I don't feel bad for the players or anybody who is involved with that but I still support them I
0: can't feel bad for the players they didn't get punished
1: true that true um I I I still support them I'm gonna support them in 2020 Uh, I probably won't watch much baseball this year to be honest yeah uh but you know know, I it it is what it is I really don't and you know I, I a lot of Astros fans are like you know going hardcore I I've I don't. I, t- I tell a lot of people I don't talk about it on social media. If you want to talk about it, talk to me in person. Like it, it's yeah. just there's nothing to say. Yeah. Like you know, people are gonna just joke about it all year, and there's nothing you can do. it. that's yeah. fair. But you know, I, I'm still gonna support them. I I think it's a bad thing, but there's, there's been a lot of cheating in baseball. You know, I don't know. It's it is what it is. I guess. Did you see
2: what Tom <laughs> Hamilton had to say about it? Yeah. his, his, no, his I didn't quote, see that. his
1: analogy. I bet that was a
2: phenomenal. I didn't see this. He what? said, "Um, they about the you saw it, the Astros I cheating." Saw it, yeah. He said, "Well, Al Capone wasn't paying his taxes up until
1: like the point he got caught." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> said so he didn't just hey. start paying taxes. Hey. Yeah, so yeah. but great take. That being said, um, Rockets are my favorite Houston team. So. I have had to watch them lose to the Warriors. I think you are
0: admittedly um, a fair weather yeah. baseball fan. Oh, like, I'm a very fe- like fair weather baseball you're, you're fan. Only, I, you're only you've only been a big Astros fan since this they've been good. Stretch because I
1: didn't watch right. baseball from probably 2007 till 2015. Yeah. Whenever losing hundred games. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't mean, watch it. I think the last. The, i don't blame you. I think the right. last time before twenty fifteen when we made the place playoffs again, I think the last time I watched a full Astros game was the game four of the World Series when we were against the White Sox. So, I legitimately don't care about yeah. baseball like the same. Right, um, right. I'm a fairweather fan, but I just support all Houston teams. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a diehard Rockets fan. That's the stuff that will, that will ruin mm-hmm. a whole month for me. Like <laughs> and every June, like <laughs> so every 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 May, every May sucks for me. So uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I hated the Warriors for similar reasons why you guys hated the Warriors. Yeah, the the Warriors eliminated, eliminated the Rockets like three out of four years. Yeah, um,
0: you guys are so close, man.
1: Oh, I know. If even Chris people, did,
0: if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, we right. would have had a Cavs think you Rockets guys finals.
1: I. Yep. if you actually study like everything from statistics to just watching all the games and anecd- just all kinds of different levels of data and the Rockets that year were truly unstoppable I mean we won 65 games that year we were up 3 to 2 on the Warriors and then Chris yeah. Paul pulls his hamstring in the last minute of game 5. Chris Paul does, what he five. does, man. He gets and hurt all like, the time when it matters most. And you know what the crazy the crazy thing about that too, though is in both game 6 and 7 we had 15 and I think 16 point leads in both those games. But then just got I And guess. then just just fell apart and yeah. you know it's a combination of you know James Harden isn't the, isn't a Michael Jordan. He's not going to be that kind of leader and you have guys like Dan Tony who has no idea what to do when uh, when a yeah. team is surging against yeah. them. Dan
0: Toney has never but, been a good coach. Yeah, there, but I anyways, know. and P-
1: people forget Rockets made the 2015 Western Conference Finals too, yep. and we should have played a lot better, but that was also a really good Warriors team. Uh, so I've watched them be eliminated three out of four years, um, including last year, which was probably what – it was very disappointing. It wasn't as painful as the year before, but it was very disappointing. Yeah, so seven, I 2000- – I, 2017,
0: like you yeah. guys were there. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like 20, you it guys... was 2018.
1: I thought y'all yeah. Had it. yeah, no, we should have had it. Yeah. And I, uh, I hate the Warriors. I agree with Jimmy. It, it was honestly, I had to get off of Twitter during the finals or when we were playing the Rockets. I just when they were playing the Rockets, uh, Draymond Green is unbearably annoying. I can, res- I can, I can, I can, I can respect. I can respect Steph Curry and Clay cuz they're legitimately good but oh my goodness Steph Curry's annoying too yeah. and and then the whole KD thing and that was just unbearable I just was like oh my goodness and Trevor was so, just had to miss 30 it was Yeah, yeah game, right? no he had zero points you know and it's like <laughs> oh, okay cool, cool. I kept, yeah. like
0: it, it, it just it wasn't uh, even though it, like from a Cavs standpoint those last 2 years playing them like it wasn't even fun going to like no I, yeah. like well, no. so 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 I I I will uh, Contest that actually in seventeen, the year that we faced KD and the Warriors, the the KD Warriors, the first time, the Cavs actually had a better team that year than they had when they won the championship. But just that, oh, easily. Ke- easily, Kevin Kevin Durant was just an ungodly cheat code. Like it, yeah. there's, there's literally nothing you could do. You could defend them perfectly, and then you have this seven foot one just monsters with an <laughs> yeah. unblockable jump shot you literally could there's nothing you could do to alter his jump shot yeah
1: i i agree with that yeah especially so if you look at
0: yeah
3: especially if you look at the fact that Kyrie was healthy most of that year kevin love was playing right. up to potential right. um they had had a few years to generate the system um You're right. they'd kind of figured out they they'd um they'd figured out, um, really the rotations and everything. Like, it was that team... They traded for Kyle Korver. Yeah, that team was definitely more talented and... You just throw in possibly well the second best player of this generation, yeah. on a team of three all stars. <laughs> it's just not fair. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so I chose Cavs. I actually was down with some Cleveland friends celebrating the title, not as a Cav, You know, I was just supporting them. He was
0: happy the Warriors and lost. It was
1: really fun. <laughs> that was that was a really fun night. Game seven downtown was really fun. Oh yeah, I've yeah. never Cleveland's never seen a night. like I've that. never. never I don't think I've ever hated an individual team as much as I did that Warriors team so that was really cool to see that yeah. I I would not trade that I'm sorry Indians fans I would not trade that for anything I whew, putting a dent in the Warriors you know legacy like that is 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 more than enough that I need to uh, to get by and and NBA is my favorite so you know that really sucked watching the Warriors win all those titles <laughs> yeah sure. I will say
3: this though I will say this. That, and I was downtown for this, that Rajay Davis home
0: run... Oh, my God. In that was, game yeah, seven. that was pretty cool. My,
3: I, the Kyrie shot... I, these are my top, like, Cleveland-esque ever moments. Tony Fernandez's home run in 19, 1997 R. against R. the P. Orioles. Insane. Um, in a 10th inning to push him to the World Series. Yep. That was big. However... Kyrie's shot was yep. the craziest I've seen.
1: Yeah, that was insane. I mean,
0: it's it's most arguable. It's run. arguably the most clutch shot in NBA history.
1: Well, the Wall Street easily. Journal, yeah, the Wall Street Journal did a data thing, you know, some nerd data thing, <laughs> and they figured they actually figured out that was the most clutch shot yeah. in,
3: in
0: history. Easily, yeah,
3: easily. I mean, but the only other one, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. No, Ooh. go ahead. Yeah, the, the I <laughs> my roommate at the time. Uh, was convinced that we were going to lose, so he went to bed, and uh, I woke him up. He came out running out of his room, like, "What the what the hell happened?" <laughs> and I'm I'm just like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Roger Davis is hit a home run. We tied the game. We're going to win the freaking World Series. <laughs> if you look closely, and a little secret. Maybe
3: if you maybe you can try this. If you look closely, because I was outside in the plaza. Yeah. If you look closely. At the re- when they showed the replay of the fans reacting outside the stadium, if you Can we see look the closely, you will see
0: me. And nice. it's not hard to see me in that crowd of
1: people. Let me just put it
3: that way. <laughs> if you look closely, you will see me hopping up and down oh, like a yeah. madman. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: that was and then and then uh, even after that, when Jason Kipnis hit that foul ball in the ninth inning, oh, I thought he had oh, it. Oh my I god! It. Oh my god! When
1: he when you saw that ball connect with that bat, oh, I was like, god. oh, he because, got it I because like, that,
0: it looked like so many of his home runs to right, right field, right? But in reality, it was actually it was very foul. It was yeah, it, was like, it wasn't young, even yeah. close.
1: It's just that one um, angle when you look at it from yeah. the camera that you see.
0: So uh, we actually had some uh, to wrap this thing up. We actually had some interesting uh, results on the uh, on oh, the yeah. poll. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to read off the results? Yeah. It was uh, so we do this on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We ask the same question, and uh, we get we get you know results will happen as they as they may. And this one, I don't know if it's the. It has to have something to do with like the demographics on Facebook as compared to the demographics on Twitter, but it was literally the exact opposite on Facebook that it was on Twitter. <laughs> That's not a
1: surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Demographics. Facebook. And <laughs> right. <Twitter>. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Twitter, sixty-seven percent said cabs, they would keep it just the way it is. Thirty-three percent said we would love to have swapped it for the tribe. And Facebook was thirty percent calves, seventy percent Tribe. <coughs> oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and we see this a lot, where you think of the the age demographic uh, between the two. Man. You yeah. You know. But.
0: Um. So yeah. Um. Is there any, anything you, you got? What do you got going on uh, going on in your life? That you want people to know about Rufus? Any any uh, Jewel Big Green shows coming up in the future? Um. Any Any news coming up?
3: well i know we've got um <clears throat> pardon me sorry with um springtime headed soon um usually our busiest time gig wise is usually spring through that um kind of uh beginning of september uh, we hit a lot of stuff in the summertime um i've got nothing on tap that i'm gonna be a part of um <laughs> and i don't think he has anything on tap yet except maybe a few acoustic things i do know he's doing south by southwest oh, um, oh. yeah he's gonna be a part of that he's been a part of it for the last two years actually cool
1: um
3: so he's gonna do some acoustic stuff down there um some solo stuff with yeah. with, with that so he's gonna be a part of that uh coming up um but definitely kind of Stay tuned with that because, like I said, spring and summertime—that's when we, that's when we really pick up steam.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, where can our listeners find you on social media uh, if they want to check out you talking about Cleveland sports or, or anything like that?
3: Well, you can find me at um, yeah, I'm a real original Twitter name, uh, Rufus Jones the <laughs> Fourth. You can find me on that on Twitter, R U F U S J O N E S I V. That's me on Twitter that is also me on Instagram. Um, I just post a lot of pictures of my kids and sometimes I talk about funny stories or I try to do funny things about, you know, Cleveland sports stuff. Um, if you want to check out the band, they're on Instagram at jewel, big green. Um, that's our band's Instagram. We don't do a whole lot on Twitter though. Um, but we do a lot on Instagram. Uh, you can check us out there. Um, jewel's also on, um, on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook because I just think Facebook's like a cesspool of stuff. So I just, I can't, I can't especially during election season. I literally want to put my head inside oh, it's, the sand. Oh, and gosh, just, yeah. Like, not just pretend I don't exist. Twitter's becoming so, that
0: way, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twitter, it has. It,
3: Twitter's. It, Twitter's starting to get. Well, I'm. Gosh, I'm not gonna say what happened to me. I, I know. I know what you're referring you to. Saw, yeah, and I, re- exactly. and I reported
0: it. Yeah,
3: I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I expressed a opinion about the uh, Tony Grossi faux pas. Uh, All <laughs> oh, right, people, low paw. And I just, I didn't really focus on the midget part. I just, yeah, oh yeah. gosh, I said it. Sorry, everyone. Um, said <laughs> it, and, but, um, I said it, but I just kind of said like, hey, man, that was that's not really professional to, to go that way. And he just right, right. compromised it. And then some Dale dude just got triggered and just dropped a little casual racial slur. And I was like, sweet, look, Ma, I made it. Like, I got a racial slur. Like, so it's just... Twitter is now becoming that. And it's just like, come on, man.
1: Uh, and like, I and I tell you what, I I follow a ton of journalists and people because I used to be a journalist. So, I this is not even to badmouth journalists, but my goodness, there's some pretentiousness and some bizarre, like yeah. self righteousness with that community. That's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, you know, I like the- it, 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 then then they have an opinion on everything. Everything. Oh, it's just it's so frustrating. So. Yeah, Twitter's becoming really quite the quite the place.
0: Uh, I love how you dropped the Dale reference in there. <laughs> shout out Sorry. to uh, our friends at uh, uh, That's What B Said. Uh, yeah, those Brie, girls are awesome. Bree, Britt and uh, MK, shout out you guys. Um, yes, those girls are awesome. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I use that
3: term now all the time, and I'm just like, it's okay if I use that term. are like, yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it. Uh, Rufus, we really appreciate you uh, coming on with us, uh, telling us about the band, about Bright, uh, sharing your uh, passion for Cleveland sports. and um, It was really good to uh, get to talk to you tonight. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you guys for having
1: me. Sorry if I went a little over and along. No, 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 no. We're glad... (laughs) We're glad you all all wanted our, to talk honestly because, all of our
0: yeah. all of our episodes end up we always say that we want to have an hour long episodes but they always end up being like an hour and a half an hour forty five yeah. minutes but but I mean when you're having a good conversation you know why stop it just for the just for the point of making your episodes a certain length yeah I, so. I agree but yeah it so was we appreciate a lot. It. I really
3: pre- no I appreciate you guys um i I love talking I I do listen to you guys. You guys are high, especially at the Browns game. It's so entertaining. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> hey, I, I,
3: tell,
1: I, tell, I tell you what, Rufus, uh, in the future, like if you ever have either some special show or a tour or something coming up, let us know and we can bring you on again to kind of plug it or whatever. So. Yeah,
0: anytime you oh, want to promote lovely. anything, for sure, we're here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Um, the band—I told
3: the band that I was doing this, and they're like super excited. So, Good. I, nice. I really yeah. appreciate uh, you guys doing this. I really do.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we will uh, hopefully talk to you soon, and uh, you know, have—I know you're down there in Kentucky. You're not in Cleveland, but uh, we do a segment at the end of the show where we talk about our plans for the weekend. You got anything going on this weekend?
3: Bro, it's called sleep.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You you had uh, you had what? Uh, 12 hours of driving last weekend. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing nothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pull up. I'm going to play a little Switch. I'm going to play a little NBA 2K. There you go. And All right. I might, I might be napping the entire weekend. All right. <laughs> All right, Rufus. Well, we uh, again, we appreciate it, and uh, we will catch you later. Thanks, man. Definitely, guys. Thank you so much. Take man. care. Bye. See you. Bye. We thank Rufus for uh, jumping on with us. Uh, If you like that interview, uh, share it. Uh, Share this episode. Do all that stuff. But let's jump back in. Let's get into our top five. Uh, We wanted to do a top five since we got tons of snow uh, over the last night. And we've had a pretty mild winter. So, like, the last few days, it's been pretty freaking cold. So, we wanted to do our top five winter food slash drinks. This is things you want to eat when you're not going outside and it's like 10 degrees out it's snowing and you you know whatever you got a fire going whatever but uh yeah let's run through it um if you guys i'll I'll go first jordan's gonna go i think it was my idea i might as well just go first real
1: quick uh yeah number five for me is a pot roast any type uh whether it's pork or beef Um, i've been experimenting a lot with my crock pot lately i used Teresa's dutch oven once that was really good too uh, pot roasts are great. Um, number four, chick... <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Oh, come on now. No- hey, if you know what it
2: means, respond to us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did I say? dictionary. <laughs> Wait,
1: what did I say? We'll talk about it after. Pot shopping. You said... Oh, you said. T- <laughs> ridiculous. Number four, uh, chicken pot pie. Ooh, um, okay. And this is going to sound goofy, but I don't care if it's homemade or like KFC. Give me a chicken pot pie. I love chicken pot pies. Um, and number number three would be chicken noodle soup. It's a classic. Squeeze a little lemon in there, by the way, if you haven't Ooh. tried that yet. It's really good. Uh, number two, beef stew. Um, nothing wrong. I mean, stew is stew. Good stuff. It's, it's yeah. good stuff. We're all going <laughs>
0: to... We try... So, a little look into the show. Uh, we used to uh, write ours all down yeah. on the same page, so we would all see it before the episode.
1: But then we realized it's kind of silly.
0: Now I think we want to do more of like a surprise element of yeah. not knowing what everybody's going to say. But I have a feeling we're all going to have like the same ones.
2: <laughs> I want a different direction. I. I oh. will yeah, oh. well, never.
0: Sorry, never. I jumped the gun. How My dare bad.
1: you? Right.
0: My <laughs> sincerest apologies. James. And
1: number one for me, nothing is a more satisfying and delicious cold day meal than a bowl of chili. Mm. Love it.
0: Oh, yeah. Homemade chili. Oh, oh, oh. man. Tell me about Everybody it. Everybody has
1: their own recipe, too. Yes. That's the best part about oh, yeah. it. It's always a different experience. Exactly. I'll go next. Yep. Timothy. Right. Um,
2: so is food or drink? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. Number five. <laughs> number, okay. Uh, yeah, right. number chili. Number five. Number five is chili. You know, Mr. Posarczyk, Papa P, uh, Papa P, Chef P, makes some great homemade chili. Oh. I wish he was listening to this, because shout out. Um, yeah, he could be. Good stuff. Send the link. So I, I, I'll send the ingredients. I'll send my yes, uh, yes. recipe. Nice. Uh, number four. Stop soup. saying pee. I know my bad. <laughs> I know me too. Uh, we've had a lot. I've had a lot of coffee today, about four cups worth, Jeez. and beer. It's bad. All right, number four, soup, any kind, preferably chicken noodle. Yeah, okay, um, okay. I'm not sure if we've been. I don't even want to bring up any sort of Italian restaurant that's not authentically Italian because Dan will freak out. Don't say Olive Garden. No, <laughs> 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 it's not an Olive Garden. Hey, there's one well, soup. Chicken Sicilian on soup, soup. If you've okay. had it before, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Um, From where? I'm not going to say. Just nope. say it's not it's, Olive
0: Garden. I won't have that. Deb- that's not terrible. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's like I mean, it's it's chain, but it's better than Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of
2: course. Uh, number three. Chips and salsa. That to spice <laughs> what? out the mouth a little bit. If it's oh, spicy. okay, okay, okay. That's I think, fair. I mean, I'll eat Do you it warm up the chips? I mean,
1: there's Preferably no. Preferably, if not, there's hot, yeah. no season for chips and salsa. Hey, there man, isn't.
0: I'll tell you. T- yeah, right. Like you said, there's no season. But going to a good Mexican restaurant that brings you chips and salsa, and the chips are warm. warm. Yes. Oh, oh man. so good. It's
3: you know what?
2: Talking about warm chips, I have a complaint for Chipotle. Oh boy. The past few times that I've been there, and I've gotten chips, which is becoming more. Um, it's occurring more often. I don't know why. Just nice and salty. Oh, uh, they're soggy and they're hard. So yeah. get it fixed. I'm not sure logged. what you're doing. Yeah, they're oil logged. But yeah, so I, I haven't soggy. had that problem. Usually they're pretty yeah. crisp. Yeah, yeah. What are they doing?
0: I think it's. They're. I don't know. They're. So when they drop them in the oil, they're, they're supposed to like use this utensil to like stir them, make sure mm-hmm. they don't stick together. And when they stick together, that's when like they become oil oh, logged. I can't even and, chew on it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm chewing on plastic. That's so it it's
0: just like. they're not. Be, they're dropping them in there. They're not being very attentive. Yeah. We'll so get it together, uh, Jordan Hoffman, who we've had on the show a few times. He he worked for Chipotle for a while. He'd be able to tell us. Oh, shout out the Hoff. Shout shout out. Out. Not shout Throw out. your molly back out. Not shout out Chipotle.
2: All right, number two. Um, I put. Like I said, I'm going a different route. Um. A breakfast sammy, preferably like bacon, egg, and cheese, but okay. also cinnamon yep. crunch bagels from Panera, if we've ever had that before. Yep. Any warm bagel, maybe cinnamon roll, anything like that, phenomenal. Uh, number one, coffee. Hot coffee. Okay. Black. All right. Hot coffee. Hot pot of coffee. Nothing better when you wake up, especially today for a 7.45 a.m. three-hour class First oh, thing I need in my oh. body. It's black coffee, so that's numero uno
0: alright real quick let me run through my top five Uh, number five uh, stew kind of like Jordan said uh, beef stew number four a nice hot chocolate I knew it
2: I knew it I saw it coming
0: number three uh, either soup or chili I threw them in the same one because it's pretty much the same how dare you number two Nobody said this before. uh Oh, a grilled cheese with hot tomato soup. Oh. How good is Oh no, that's hot a, tomato di- and soup. And you dip the grilled oh, cheese. It, okay, of course. Right. just make sure, sure And then number one, nothing is better on a cold night. Maybe when you got a little bit of a cold, a little congested, a hot. Nyquil, cool. huh? A hot toddy. Oh, isn't that like what is what is that? It's a it's like tea with it's a tea, tea with a shot of whiskey. Okay. Oh, it's wow. oh, fantastic.
2: I would just do ginger ale. And that's probably worse. Love ginger ale. It's <laughs> probably worse ale. for you. What? Having ginger ale when you're sick, just sugar. Love ginger ale when you're sick is fantastic. I mean, it can't be good for you.
0: Chugging ginger ale is one of the best ways to get rid of an upset stomach.
2: But I mean like there's a lot of sugar. Oh there. well yeah. Like for well, your well, immune system. Well, it's it's not, not right. as
0: much sugar as like a diet coke. Yeah, we're not so. counting the the sugar. Yeah. You're right. The sugar. Sugar sugar. Sugar sugar. All right, so that's our top five. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to that quick, yeah. That was quick because, A, we're going really long, and, yeah, B, I, know, I'm man. about to pee my pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan, uh, yes. we've got, it seems, man, I you know, the last few weeks, and this is great for the podcast because it gives us uh, content, but there have been a, Ton, especially in the food scene in Cleveland, yeah, there's been a lot of closures. There's closes. been a, not just closures. There's a ton of news, like That's the true. Roman Cafe yeah. is going to open. Like there's a, as many closures, it's it's it's. it's, it's yeah. I, I've seen I've seen recently that people are saying that the Cleveland food scene's kind of now reached its peak and is starting to regression, starting a regression. Mm-hmm. I actually counter that by saying more of a tr- transition. Yeah, I think you yeah. you're you are seeing a lot of these badly managed places closed. Or close, but it's it's because of that. It's not because yeah. people aren't going out and eating. It's because you know people aren't managing their restaurants correctly. We're just getting rid closed. of the dead wood, right? Yeah. Um. But there are some really cool places uh, coming in uh, to the city, like I mentioned with the Roman Cafe. Um. I mean, we're going to start off with you talking yeah. about a place that's closing, but no, but yeah, there's also you know
1: a, new, a couple of new places, a couple
0: new things, places so. and expansions.
1: Yeah. So first, the bad news. Ohio City Galley is closing. Uh, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but a lot of people probably aren't even aware of this because it yeah. wasn't advertised. That's we'll get into that in a second, but it, it was a really cool concept. It yeah. was a building and that And it's housed... a concept
0: that has flourished in a lot of other yeah. markets, so, a lot of other cities. Yeah,
1: Chicago, Pittsburgh, Detroit yeah. have all they, all, they have all have this type of this type about. of thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's the idea is it's just like a giant it's a fairly big build, not giant, but like a fairly big building and you got four or five different food vendors in there that house almost like a market, right? Almost like the market, a market concept. It opened, the Ohio City Galley opened in fall of 18 and it's already going to close. It's uh, actually closing tomorrow. The official statement from the owners... Was that, you know, they regret to close it, blah, blah, blah. There was various factors. They didn't get into details. It's money. Yes, it's pretty clearly financial stuff. Yeah. I wrote down, it was a fun concept, but perhaps too progressive an idea for mm-hmm. now, yeah. for now in Cleveland. Or perhaps the location was partly to blame. If you understood where it was in Ohio City, it's in a really weird spot. There was basically no parking. And it was in kind of an odd part where it's still being developed. Yeah. So um, let's just say it's not a place you exactly want to walk to. That
0: used to be an old. Uh, it was Italian a Italian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. We had
1: um, a lot of uh, a lot of family parties there. Yeah. So, um, and then I would say the marketing and marketing and advertising was poor. I never saw anything about right. it. I, I mean, never unless heard... you
0: followed them on Instagram, right?
1: But you never really heard of like people yeah. talking right. about it. Uh, there is a Cleveland scene article that dropped earlier today where they get a little more into the details basically they conclude or they're assuming combination of factors from intangibles like not having a specific identity to details like parking and that's what I, I think the parking really is a huge thing yeah and of course I'm sure it was a financial thing I'm sure they mishandled the money or or not mishandled they uh misjudged perhaps yeah. how much Didn't it budget correctly. yeah anyway so long story short it's shutting down. I wish the best to all the vendors. I hope they yeah. can find a new spot because sure. I heard some of the food in there was good. Yeah, um, And, you know, so best of luck to them. It's unfortunate to see another thing close. Hopefully someone picks it up or the space up and builds something else. Uh, that part of Ohio City is kind of on the up and up. So, Sure. Um, some positive news. Condado Tacos, which is a Columbus-based taco joint, Started in 2014 by former Barrio co-owner, uh, Joe... Co-owner? Joe, or, uh,
0: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, same Yeah, yeah.
1: Joe Khan. Uh, it's literally... This, not to just it's, be simple. Yeah. Not, it's literally the same yeah, thing as to Barrio. Not be flippant or anything. Now... Uh, have you
0: been to Condado? Nope. Now, it's, I
1: mean... It's Barrio. Same now, thing. the food and, you know, it might taste there a little different. There are some differences. Where, yeah. My brother... But, my, I haven't yeah. been
0: to Condado. My brother has. He's, he likes Condado better. Yeah, Condado. I've heard a lot of people say they Condado. like it better. So. But... Uh, it's it, a, it is the same concept.
1: Yeah, it's a build your own taco concept. There's already two, uh, two in Cleveland, Pinecrest and Westlake, both have condados. Now Strongsville will. Strongsville. And uh, it's going to be real off. close to where the barrio is going to be. Oh. So, we got a beep about two. That's what they said. That's what they said.
0: But from it's somebody who farther. lived in Strongsville for for 20 years of my farther. life, you too, Jimmy. Make it 21. Um. So. So the condado is going by the mall, essentially. Oh. Okay. Not too um, close. You've been you've been at Strongsville. Yeah. Mall. Yeah. Um, Barrio is going like back, like prospect. Oh, okay, so it's suburban. It's, towards- a, few, it's a few miles away. <laughs> towards Barrio, okay. yeah. and for a okay. and for a, for a suburb, that's, that's pretty, pretty far. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it were going to be close, I would. I Barrio would have to be going in somewhere else around the mall for me to be like, yeah. oh yeah, they're right next to each other. Yeah, but no, this is different.
1: Um, Phoenix Coffee is reportedly coming to Lakewood. Now this, this is, is cool. A, this is a, a this is a little bit a ways off, but right. The Cleveland Roastery will be adding a sixth location per Cleveland scene. It's going to be located on 12, uh, I'm sorry, 12501 Madison and Birdtown. Uh, there's a building that's going to be renovated, so it's a while away still, but yeah. it's going to be in that building. Okay. Um,
0: so Birdtown
1: is on the east side of Lakewood. East side, right? yeah, basically it's just east side Lakewood. Yeah. yeah. Over about um, West 117th, yeah. something like that. Cool. <laughs> so. Do we want to touch on the review, Dan? I forgot if we were going to uh, brief review or do we? Yeah, yeah.
0: So Jordan and I, before uh, the episode tonight, we went to Rowley Inn. Uh, we teased this on Twitter. It is a dive bar in Tremont. It is the southeastern portion of Tremont. Um, it's basically over by Steelyard. Yard. Yeah. Um, I'll say I'll say this: just walking into the place. Oh,
1: real quick, it's right across the street from the Christmas Story House. Oh, yeah, so, yeah that's, I, that's probably the easiest. You way to saw think.
0: it when you went to the Christmas Story House mm-hmm. without knowing you saw yeah. Rally but um, walking in, I immediately loved it. Like
1: yeah. the bar is—it's a classic, di- it's a it,
0: dive bar, but mm-hmm. really well kept. Um, really cool spot, some place you know where you could actually you could take your family. Like when we left, there was a family there eating. So it's not like this place where just like you know weirdos go like like hippies and weirdos go to get like plastered. And I'm sure on the weekends, I'm
1: sure on the weekends it's a different. Oh sure, sure.
0: But also like it's it's in the southwest southeastern like portion of Tremont, and it's in literally in a neighborhood. So it's like it's like the neighborhood like watering hole. Yeah. Um, We went for happy hour. They have. I'll say this before we get into the food. um, The the pricing
1: is incredible yeah it's really good
0: uh i had a burger fries and a beer and it was under nine dollars
1: yeah same um you could get five dollar wing yeah. little yeah, five dollar yeah. wing basket right. the, all the all the food during happy Hours so hour is pretty cheap. pretty affordable the beer domestics are 175 yeah, uh,
0: and they had more crafts more craft, are four. They had, for a
1: dive bar they yeah. had way more craft beers yeah. Than yeah. i thought crafts they are for and uh Middle shelf, if that's even a term, uh, liquor is four. Yeah. So like you can get a Tito's for four. Yeah. Uh, and then they have the the bottom shelf for two bucks. So. I will say real quick, um, the burger was interesting. Yeah, it was a little different. Wasn't expecting that. It was
0: not like a typical uh, like burger. Um, uh-huh. Jordan made the comment uh, when we were like in the middle of eating, and he's like, you know, this kind of almost tastes like meatloaf.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it reminded <laughs> oh, me of. Wow. It was so definitely it, it they interesting... definitely they definitely cut the ground meat with a lot of little yeah yeah it's, it's,
0: it's and... it, yeah it, I mean it's seasoned up uh, I'll say well yeah <laughs> um, but I, the fries were excellent the I love the were fries very tasty um, yeah. uh, Teresa, Teresa was with us she, she had the wings. wings she really loved the yeah. wings so um, yeah uh, I'm I'm gonna go there again uh, just pricing alone. Definitely. Well,
1: it's just it's so historical. It's from 1906. Oh, it was originally founded as a a third shift bar. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. So it's right by steel yard. So it's right by
0: all those industrial like factories and all that stuff. And it's literally in a neighborhood. Right. Like right next door is somebody's house. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. um, Yeah, I I I I enjoyed it. Like I said, the burger wasn't what I was expecting, but. I'll go there right. again. I'll eat right. there again. Like, Try
1: different foods. They also yeah. have a cool-looking brunch and breakfast menu. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, um,
2: yeah.
1: So yeah, that's uh, that's our little review, real quick. We already did Bright Winners, so uh, I'm gonna quickly touch on Taco Fest. There's a few more details. Dolcequis and suavecito uh, are the current sponsors. Suavecito. Uh, there has been participants have been named. Uh, in my opinion, as someone who is of Mexican descent, I am pretty disappointed in these options. Uh, that's not to say they're not going to be good. I'm just disappointed. I don't see a lot of places that I would consider excellent taco spots. Um, but you can look on the link in clevelandtacoweek.com to check out the... There's gonna They're going to be adding. There's going to be more, too. Um, but that's going on uh, April 6th to 12th. So that's far away still. Uh, finally, I'm not going to go in a full deep dive into St. Patrick's Day in Cleveland. Ooh, yeah, Not yet. That will be later. Yeah. But I just want to remind everyone it's coming up soon. It is a Tuesday, so you're going to either have to take a day off of work or just go after work. I don't really like this holiday that much, so I'm probably not doing anything. I'll be real honest. But Cleveland, it goes hard for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, dude. <laughs> so this dangerous. is a great city. If you're a fan of St. Patrick's Day or haven't experienced it yet, this is a great city to to do that (laughs) so um sure we'll go into more of a deep dive in the upcoming episodes in the next few weeks and i'm excited because it is a lot of cool stuff to talk about so
0: all right awesome uh yeah we've uh been going at this a while tonight so that uh that's pretty much going to do it for us this week Uh, We thank Rufus for coming on. Uh, If you want to follow him on Twitter, Rufus Jones the Fourth, that's Roman numeral four. And yeah, right before we get out, uh, what's the move for the weekend, boys? Jordan, Mm -hmm. I know you're going out of town. Yes, I'm going. So, what are you doing?
1: Going to Detroit to celebrate John's thirtieth birthday. John and shout his brother, out Johnny Foster. John shout and his brother David are actually on the podcast. We did they a Detroit kind of Detroit Cleveland episode for yeah. that one. So it's his thirtieth birthday. I'm going to go celebrate it with them. Um, Have some Detroit pizza for me. Yeah, I'm actually some buddies. Yeah, I'm thinking of going to Buddies or that place in the Eastern Bring Market. Bring some home. So that would be nice. Actually, if I could do that. So. Yeah, Jimmy, we'll what's
0: going on? You hit yeah. up the wreck. Throwing down some oh. sick alley-oops.
2: Oh, I'll be at the Strong's Le Rec Center. Don't you get it twisted. But I am going to Hilarities this weekend oh. with my buddy Kyle. Ooh. Shout out, Kyle. Who are you seeing this week? Uh, Chris DiStefano. Oh, oh, you oh, told me about that. Yeah, I know that. That's Sean. Yeah.
1: Shout
0: out, up, Kyle.
1: No, wait. Who told me? Who was I having a conversation with? Probably him. This? Probably me. All right, we don't No, s- it's my buddy. So you, uh, know, go, you got you yeah, know you know, but, you know you know he's a, he's been on the podcast, Taylor. Yeah, my buddy guy yeah. Oh yeah, Taylor. Taylor, he's a huge fan. Uh, he, okay. oh, really T funny. He's really yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, seeing yeah. Him Saturday yeah. night. So you know, yeah.
2: somewhere downtown, not sure where, but yeah. I'll explore, get lost. <sighs> nice. Hey Dan, what are you doing?
0: I don't know, guys. Uh I don't really have that much going on. Um might might go to the auto show this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. But uh yeah. Other than that, not very much. Okay. Uh, AC Milan plays at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday, so I will okay. be up. No, you're I not. will be – oh, get, yeah. Seriously? Time, ask him. Last time they played at right. 6 a.m., I was up. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll okay. get up. 6.30? So. For you,
2: sure. Jimmy, uh,
0: Jimmy, you know that we – And then I'll go to church, this. and then I'll come home, yeah. and I'll go to sleep you know for the rest of the day. I can't
2: even knock you guys for doing that because I've gotten up at, like, 5 in the morning for UFC fights that right. are somewhere right. in Europe. Yeah. right.
0: Yeah, for that's a sure. losing All right. Behavior. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, appreciate you, you guys listening. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it. So for Rufus, who joined us, uh, Jimmy, Jordan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 96. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.